top shelf fantasy. All right there, shelfies, how we doing? Two weeks left till the um the football the football season, the NFL season kickoff real se- season. September eighth. Uh, we got podcast number two hundred and ten. Uh, it's August 24th. You'll hear this on August 25th. Um, TopShotFantasy.com. We got all the articles up there now. All sleepers, busts, breakouts, bounce backs, dart throws, and then the draft kit is... You can download it from the site. Got 13 pages of rankings, player picks, offensive line rankings, strength of schedule, all that fun stuff. So get on the TopShotFantasy.com. Go there. You get it all. Um, actually, this podcast is the Sleepers, Bust, Breakouts, Darth Throws, and Pounce Back. So, this is one of my favorite podcasts. And of course, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Top Shelf FNDSY. First things first, it's me, Corey Dows, and uh, our buddy Dickie was kind enough to stay up late. Well, not yeah, late. Um, late. It's he's up anyways, <laughs> but <laughs> it actually worked out. We didn't start till nine thirty. We started at eight. 15 it's it's a little tough with the kids so 9 30 dick is like oh yeah i'm in so yeah. dicky welcome thank you very much yeah we uh me and dicky just had our our hometown camping trip league hometown league that we do a camping trip like yes, yes yes so we our did two QB league. yes our two qb it's league. A league just about camping just trips. about camping uh first overall pick is firewoods second overall pick is flame <laughs> uh yeah Thursday. no um Yes, yeah, is our I think this is our sixth year doing camping. It's probably close to our eighteenth year doing the league. Yep. So it's 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 six years in a row. Everyone goes, um, or at least you know everyone's there for the draft on Saturday. So we're definitely getting older. Um, it's hurting us. I don't know. I'm still drinking just as much. It's I actually know. terrible. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it, remember more. Um, don't don't drink IPAs during the day of the draft. I, I especially when you start drinking at ten a.m. That oh. was. That was my fault. I I <laughs> kind of fucked up, but yeah. it was a again a nice five hour draft with a couple whammies that took had to take five of. Yeah, I was messed um, up. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> but uh, and then uh, us three, me, Dows, and Dickie are part of a best ball draft still going on. Um, last two rounds of a twenty two round sixteen team best ball league. That's it's been deep. very interesting, very deep. But it's kind of fun though. Like you get this deep, like oh shit. That's right. Jalen Rager is still a guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah I mean, I'm, I'm still seeing people out there. I have like six guys on my list that I still have. Like, I'll take them. I wasn't joking. I'm like, you know, I think there's still talent out there. I mean, I, I'm not saying like, hey, they're, you know, there's someone I want on my roster for a redraft. But, you know, hey, for a best ball. Hell yeah. You know, oh, yeah, right. yeah. guys that are capable of a 15 point game once a season. Yep. Yeah. Like I, I think just... that plays into some some of the players. I mean, we're talking redraft, I think, here, but I think it, you know, definitely can call into some of these players for some of that format, you know, kind of looking to see what format people are are are, are you know playing this year. Yeah, and I saw it's like a a stat today that was like even like the deep, deep best balls, like Elijah Mitchell was drafted two percent of the time last year. Like you oh, could, last year, yeah. And we're trying to find out like, you know, those guys. Like the the next Elijah Mitchell, which in my mind I'm taking as many San Fran running backs late in the draft as I can because yeah. who who fucking knows? I think yeah, you pretty much have two schools of thought, right? Like hammer, um, hammer running backs and like that have a shot 
with a few injuries to their depth chart or the flip side is hammer special teamers who maybe have a shot at bringing a kickback and also seeing some field time. Like those are really your two depth options or, you know, I guess you could look at quarterbacks. There's, I don't want to tip my hand, but there's a few quarterbacks still on the board that are an injury away from starting jobs. Please. Do you literally have a pick in like the next minute? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Oh, it- is Sam James, Darnold is still on the fucking board. Right. I, I was going to say Sam Darnold, Garda Minshew. Like, there's there's people that that, that are, are legit yeah. back. Like, yeah. One injury away from a, a right. starting role. I mean, I don't need him, so I don't know if I should take him. But, like, you know, Call of Duty comes out and my Kyle Murray shares start plummeting. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is James Prochet still there, Dickie, or is he gone? Oh, he's no, Dickie gone. took he's him gone. in the second. A couple rounds ago. You know, don't worry about him. Dude, round five. You kidding me? He's been gone for days. No, weeks. Yeah. He's coming in. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Uh, so before all of our player picks, we'll get in some news. Um, first thing, Miles Sanders still sitting out of practice. Week one status is in question. Uh, this would be great for my uh, sleeper I'm going to talk about. I'm not going to give it away, but um, he is gaining the starting <laughs> role. Gainwell. Nailed um, it. So, yeah, I mean. It's just a terrible look for a guy who's fighting to keep his job. I mean, if you can't be on the field, you can't earn a role unless – He's got some sort of de facto starting pedigree, which I don't think he has in Philly at this point. So uh, get back on the field, Miles. Yeah, it, it's it's concerning. But, I mean, still two, two weeks away. But the the fact that it's two, two weeks away and his week one status is in question, like that's, you know. Yeah, indicates a more serious uh, concern. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, a c- couple of pup guys, Jameson Williams and Gus Edwards, starting the season on pup. Yeah, Jamison Williams is unfortunate because we were kind of getting a lot of rumors and a lot of steam that said he was going to be ready for week one. So if he you drafted, played, he played yeah. in the preseason. <laughs> like, like if you drafted based on that. Also, good comment. The the Lions are doing hard knocks. We have not seen Jamison Williams through three episodes. So what's the funny how they, they do that? They like they they definitely leave out some players. Yeah, they did it with Josh Jacobs when they did the Raiders, but I guess that was like by his choice. He's like, I don't want to be on camera. I'm shy. I mean, it could be. <laughs> Jameson's too, like, or they might right. just be like, uh, I, I don't want to, sh- like, he's probably not doing a lot of shit because he's still hurt. Yeah, and maybe he's like, I don't want people to see where I'm at in my recovery. That's kind of a my business kind of deal. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's not a great time to see him start on pop. Gus Edwards, I think we anticipated that a little bit more. Yep. I mean, that it's been over a year now. That's injury is just lingering. It's crazy. Yeah. That's so uh, stuck up for J.K. Dobbins, a star. Stuck up for Mike Davis um, as oh. the the handcuff um and unfortunate for, unfortunate news for Dow's daryl williams could be a cut candidate for the yeah uh, you Cardinals. fleeced me in our dynasty fleeced you man no, I, got, I, 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 I got a third rounder from you i'm shocked i re- i really thought bring him in he would fit there well as you know the third down of pass blocking back but you know benjamin's been fine um the rookie there i'm kind of blanking right now if you guys are white Nope. Nope. Sorry, nope. the rookie. Um Keontae Ingram. Ingram um is good. They love uh Ward there as well. So I guess it makes sense, but I mean good for him. He's got guaranteed one point two million dollars. It are even they if he doesn't sign uh, anywhere. Are they still carrying Jalen Richard on that team as well? No, that's the that's the fucking rate. I can't get the Raiders out of my Yeah, you can't. Moving on. Yeah, stop moving it. on. Yeah, and no, moving no, no. on. James yeah. Connors. That's all you care about. Uh, Learn about the friggin' great, teams that you're talking about, you idiot. <laughs> great news for Dows, too, in our Dynasty League. Uh, Michael Gallup not starting on the pop. I don't think he plays week one, but that's a fantastic sign. They're saying uh, he'll be back before week four. So maybe two or three. Yeah, I'm honestly hoping he sits, you know, maybe two weeks and comes back week three. I'd be happy with that. 
Well, I think, and I think, and I think from a dynasty perspective, that's how you should be looking at it. Redraft, yeah. get on the fucking field. But I think for, I think people who have, you know, we actually just had our draft this past weekend. We said that, and um, I actually grabbed Gallup. I think in the fourteenth. You got him like second round? last round, I think. It yeah, was, it was second yeah, last it, round, and I was actually deep. kind of like like my jaw dropped, and I looked at the rankings. And I'm like, oh my god, this guy, you know, this guy can produce, and people are shying away from him because you know everyone's scared about the pup and stuff like that. But, um, you know, if you took a gamble, kind of like myself, uh, earlier on, now you're sitting here being like, wow, I may have like a guaranteed bona fide starter in maybe week two, week three. Like that's yeah. phenomenal. And if you listen to us a few pods ago, we talked about how the rules with the pup changed, and now it's four weeks instead of a, a guaranteed six. Six, so yeah. That's Dude. stuff to keep an eye on. I mean, like the NFL rule changes matter for fantasy. Whether you want to say, you know, fantasy football is completely separate from the NFL, it's really not. It's there; they work hand in hand. So, yep. um, something to keep an eye on. And I mean, Godwin's another one that kind of goes in that same vein as Michael Gallup. People are looking at them from the news that came out six months ago. Oh, they're going to be out for six to eight weeks. They're, they're not. These guys are playing early and often. So yes. they have to date on your news. That's why we're here. Listen to yep. Top Show Fantasy. We're here. Well, I think, and I think too, maybe not to dwell too long, but I think when you have a player like that who, you know, maybe it's pup or not. I mean, when you know that they could have, you know, a good a, a starting role in their offense, I think sometimes you got to, you know, wh- why not take, why not take those guys over, you know, maybe this guy who could be a big, you know, I don't know, like Isaiah Pacheco or something. Actually, no, that's pretty later. But like, you know, like some guy who, you know, you know, there's there's guaranteed talent when he's there and he's healthy and you have to wait a couple of weeks. Why not go with that guy over, you know, maybe a dart throw? Well, I mean, I, I think Pacheco went before Gallup. And he did, draft. actually. And I took so, him too. Yeah. But that's why, that's why I, <laughs> yeah. I backed up. I didn't mean yeah. Pacheco, but yeah. All right. And um, Logan Thomas is off the pup, which is huge. I really thought he'd be he wasn't going to play it down in the NFL again um, yeah. or at least this year. But he got off the pup, and right when he did, I, dra- I drafted him in our best ball league, like in the twentieth <laughs> round. Um, He's thirty-one years old. I didn't realize that though. Yeah, he's only been relevant for the last three. Right, yeah. he, he's been in the NFL for. I mean, he's like Darren Waller. He, he's been in, on a lot of teams, and then he finally hit. Yep. Yep. Uh, Mike Osecki is uh, again now in trade talks. Yeah, I don't know if that's like them trying to avoid paying him, but you would assume they'd want to keep every single tight end around for Tua and his little noodle arm. So I'm I'm kind of surprised by this. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that could be him just asking. He doesn't want to play in the pop. He wants an ex- uh, extension, which I don't blame him. Um, you want that security, especially if like, I mean, Tyreek Hills are like his his line stat was might not be great this year because he's going to have to probably block more or be more of a decoy. Yeah, you but don't I want to be negotiating think, from a I position. Think of... they, I think they need him. I mean, I've, yeah, I they do. Watched him play for years, and I mean, he's been boomer bust, but when they throw to him, he's he's fucking fantastic. I, I miss Fitzmagic and him. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, I wish we would have got more more of that in our lives. Yeah. And another one for Dallas, Michael Carter, still viewed as the RB one with the Jets. That's a beat that reporter saying it yeah um yeah i think that's a little bit of smoke and mirrors um you might be able to say he's the he's the guy who starts the very first play of the jet season on the field and thus making him the quote-unquote starter but if you see uh even a 50 50 split i'd be surprised i think Brees hall probably carves out 60 40 in his favor um so i don't know maybe this is a little just a little bit of a a, a little game being played Mm -hmm. i agree i mean was it manesh meta that fucking piece of shit He's always trying to say, I don't know. I didn't... <laughs> but I mean, when, you look at, when, you, when you look at draft cap alone, right? Michael Carter was a fourth rounder. Brees Hall, like he's a second rounder. They, they, no, they traded uh, up for. First, was, first. I thought, I thought Carter was a second or third. 
No, I, I actually just looked it up to make sure. I oh, so Brees yeah. was a second. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Brees right. was traded, but traded up too, which is another huge. Michael Carter was traded up for too. Okay. But fourth but round. Fourth, right? Right, I mean, yeah. we're talking about the success and hit rate of, of, our, you know, of, of a running back. I mean, we're talking if, if you're at second round pedigree, I mean, in the NFL, like they're going to, they're going to play. Yep. Yeah. I don't want to belabor the point because I'm probably going to end up getting there, but um, later, later in the podcast, but for now, I just think it's tough to view anybody as a, an RB one that I want to get my hands on as a Jets running back, even if Carter's the one and Brees is the two, or if you flip that, I think they both just stand to limit each other's value massively. Yeah. And Darren Wall is back at practice, but it sounds like he's still very hurt. Week one status is very uncertain. Yeah, which makes that Foster or Fabian Moreau or Foster Moreau, Foster whatever. Moreau. Nope. Foster Moreau. <laughs> Fabian Moreau, the uh, cornerback. <laughs> there we go. Um, yeah, Foster Moreau. That makes the, the pickup in our best ball league even nicer. Yeah. Was that you? No, that was um, P. Philbrick or something. Oh. Philkins. Philkins, Philkins yeah. Philly. Shout out, he listens. What's up, Philly Philkins, serving our yeah. country. He probably listens to Top Shelf over there. Where is he again? Some in the Middle East? Somewhere. Undisclosed location, Scott. It's yeah. confidential. Yeah. You're going to blow his cover. <laughs> Sorry. He's um, got the whole platoon listening to Top Shelf Fantasy, though. That's oh, yeah. actually how they found him. They're like, oh, is that a, <laughs> the Top Shelf Fantasy guys? Oh, shit. That's exactly how I found him. <laughs> yep. And uh, in our last news, Kenyon Drake is to be released by the Raiders. Eh. I think best. we, I think we, I, I think we saw it coming. Um, when, of course, McDaniel's brought in, you know, Brent Bolden, Jacob Johnson, Amir Abdullah, and Zami- they drafted Z- Z- Zamir White and Josh Jacobs. So, like at that point, there was one that's going to get let go, and it's not going to be one of McDaniel's guys. <laughs> it's right. going to be Drake. I'll bet. Yeah. I'll bet the. Uh, I'll bet the Ravens pull him in. Yeah, the Ravens are always an always an option. We did a poll on the, the other day about that. Like you could argue, we probably ha- have a podcast of just where he could land and why it makes sense. Like we, you always put the Falcons and you always put the Chiefs and you always put going back to Arizona after Daryl Williams gets cut. Like, but again, like I mean, in our league we drafted last weekend someone picked up Kenyon Drake for two bucks thinking like oh he's gonna go on a team and start well he's not gonna go on any team and start he's hopefully hopefully the best case scenario is a backup role to a running back but even yeah. at that point it's probably a third running back on the depth chart like I, we, we've seen him play the last two years yeah it's a it's a weird cut too because his salary his eight million was fully guaranteed so yeah. they're not saving much and that's why they can't trade him Right. Because no one's taking that, so they're going to they're going to have to eat that, which I guess they're fine with. I mean, the money they spent this year, yeah, but the eight million could go towards a freaking offensive lineman, which they need <laughs> desperately need so bad. Yep. All right, uh, get into the player picks right now. Um, we'll start with sleepers. We got if you want to see, you know, all our sleepers and all that stuff, go on topshelffantasy.com. dot com. We have a lot more than this podcast, so go there. And we have, you know, full details of why we pick these guys. And, you know, I wouldn't say why not, but it's not why not. We pick these guys. So <laughs> um, I guess I'll go first. My sleeper of the year is Kenneth Gainwell. I think we kind of talked about it to start with the Miles Sanders injury. He might not play week one. Kenneth Gainwell has looked great in preseason. He actually scored a touchdown last week. He just fits that offense so much more. And last year when we saw him play, 
he did so well. Like you saw him in in the red zone. You saw him on the goal line over Miles Sanders, and he would score touchdowns. Like he'd have a, a an eighteen point week, and then the next week he'd be like, "Oh, he's not playing. He's like a pretty much a healthy scratch," which is kind of bizarre. But everything's coming out of camp. His game has looked great. Sanders has looked slow, hurt. So I think with the with a mobile quarterback like Jalen Hurts, Kenneth Gainwell just just fits that offense way more than Miles Sanders. You can do way more with Gainwell, especially in a hurry up offense, which I think they do want to do a lot with Jalen Hurts. So um, it's short and sweet, but that's why Kenneth Gainwell is my sleeper because he can be drafted in uh, round twelve. I think I I got him in last week. Yeah. All right, I'll take uh, take over the reins here. Um, my sleeper for the year, the one I want to talk about at least is, and I feel like I've talked about this guy on every pod for the past month, so I'll just keep talking about him. Um, Kendrick Bourne, New England, last year, wide receiver 34. This year, ADP has him as overall pick 280. Uh, that would put him as a 23rd round pick in a 12-team league, which is just like blasphemy. He's a wide receiver three upside possibly more in uh, in offense with increased continuity year over year. Mac Jones is a sophomore now. Kendrick Bourne has another year with him, a full training camp, yada, 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 all the way down the line. And he's a guy who's just not even getting looked at. You've got people taking shots on Devontae Parker earlier than him. Devontae Parker in his first year in New England. We've seen how wide receivers, especially veteran ones, struggle in their first year in, uh, in, in New England when they're not you know generational talents like Randy Moss. Then you've got Jacoby Myers, who I can get. Um, I can get on board with him going probably even above Kendrick Bourne just based on what we've seen him do year over year. But Kendrick Bourne is a guy that can easily give you wide receiver three production. And I think his ceiling is even higher than that, possibly a back end wide receiver two. And if you can grab him in the 12th, 13th, 14th or later rounds, like by all means do it. We just talked about our best ball league that we're doing right now. I got him in the 13th round in a 16 team league. That's, great value uh, for a guy who can go out and any given week, give you 15 plus points and consistently is going to probably give you eight to 12. Now, a little bit of hesitation here. I wrote this article before Kendrick Bourne started bitching about the Patriots offense. We've seen how people do with Belichick when they start complaining and they get shipped out of town real quickly, but I don't think that's the case here. I think he's, uh, you know, kind of just voicing a little bit of frustration with the, the slow progression of a new offense install, but I do love his upside. I think he's a great pick. If you can grab him anywhere in round 10 plus, I'd start looking at him, circle him on your sheet and see how many people above him you really think can produce your wide receiver three upside. Yep. 100% agree. Richard. Yeah. So um, my sleeper, I would say, would be Christian Kirk. Um, right now he's um, the wide receiver 40. So, I mean, you know, we're, we're talking about a player that you can, you know, realistically grab, I mean, you know, very much in those kind of middle to late rounds, um, you know, who's, who I think a lot of people are fading just because, you know, it's Jacksonville, right? But Jackson, he's, he just got paid, you know, similar money, right? Like two adjacent players as Cooper Cup, Keenan Allen, Metcalf, right? I'm reading off a few of these, Debo Samuel, right? Even after those restructured contracts, like they're paying this guy an absurd amount of money. Oh, it's like a top six paid receiver in the league now. Yeah, I actually looked it up because I was kind of confused. Like, I was kind of curious where he actually was. So he's technically with his value in this year is number 10 in the league for, for wide receivers. So, 
you know, I think with the regime change, I think with Trevor Lawrence um, having another year under his belt, and I mean, Trevor Lawrence is, you know, you got to believe in the talent. You know, I think he's going to come back and he's going to, you know, he's going to improve himself. I think he has a chip on his shoulder. So I think with that, you know, full offseason working with Kirk, um, you know, I, I, I can definitely see him fully, you know, blasting past his wide receiver 40 ranking. Um, you know, I, I would, I would, I don't know if it's a bull take or not, but I would, I could definitely see him, 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 you know, ending in, you know, uh, definitely a mid range wide receiver two, um, you know, uh, selection, you know, there's, there's just, there's not much other competition, uh, inside of Jacksonville, right. You have Zay Jones, you have, um, Marvin Agnew, you have Engram, you know, there's, there's really Marvin I mean, obviously you have running backs, right. You have those guys too. But like, I, I, I definitely think that Kirk has all the opportunity in the world. You know, he didn't, he wasn't a slouch in Arizona. I mean, he didn't hit the thousand yard mark, but he was damn near close pretty much for, let's see what, three years. Um, maybe not, but he was, he was really damn close. Even last year was his best year of production, just shy of a thousand. But, um, you know, I, I think he has, he definitely has a lot of talent and, and where he is in his system, I think he's going to flourish. So he's my sleeper going past wider super 40. I like it. And usually when guys get paid, they produce besides yeah. Kenny Galladay. That's true. That's, he's actually literally right behind him in, in the total. <laughs> God. And they, uh, yeah, he's literally tied with 10th actually Galladay. That's insane. Ew. Good for him though. Good for him. Yeah. And I'll toss out one of Craig's is Devont- Devontae Parker. Um, I don't really want to talk about Devontae Parker because I don't, really know what Craig wants to say about it. Go to the site. I'll just say, yeah, if you want to listen or know why, go to com and look at the sleeper article. But uh, two Patriot receivers in the sleepers. Hate it. Hey, sixth sixth most uh, points scored in the the league last year. I have to go somewhere. Goddamn homers. And hopefully hopefully a lot less field goals this year. (laughs) Yeah, please. All right, and downside players. Um, I'll go first. Cortland Sutton is mine. Probably one of the most obvious ones uh, in the NFL in fantasy this season. But I mean, we've been saying it for the last three years that they just need a quarterback and that's it. And they finally have Russell Wilson, who has produced Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf as top tier. Like, I think both of them were uh, two top 13 receivers. Two years ago, yeah, last correct. year was bad, but um, <clears throat> yeah, wash it last year away. Yeah, so Sutton was wide receiver forty five and a half point PPR last. Um, that's PPP PPR. Uh, <laughs> so that's yeah, special league we play. Yeah, especially yeah, it, it's like ten points per per, 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 per. Um, so yeah, forty five last year, and the year before that, of course, he got hurt in week one. So we haven't seen Sutton in the real Sutton in a long time. 2019, though, his second year in the NFL, wide receiver 18 on the season with 1,100 yards, 124 targets, only 72 receptions and six touchdowns. I think he can easily match that. If he doesn't do above that, close to 90 targets and 100 and no, sorry, 90 receptions and 140 targets, then I think that's a huge miss. So I think Cortland Sutton is an, is an easy case. I know, um, I think uh, Dallas has Judy as a breakout. Yes, sir. Same, pretty much same exact reasoning as uh, as you make there. Yeah, but I know you didn't pick him for your breakouts in the podcast, so I decided to put him out there. So, Court and Sutton's a bounce side player. Um, both him and Judy, I would draft handsomely in any single draft. Their ADP is 
very, very low. So yeah. get disrespectfully low. Um, so that's actually a good point. You're talking about ADP. I originally made my bounce back pick when this guy's ADP was a little bit lower than it is now. He's crept up boards um, as of late, but it's Lamar Jackson. When I did it, he was hitting around like seven, eight, maybe six, seven, eight range. He's all the way up to four now. So it makes my bounce back a little bit dicier based on his ADP. But most of it is, or most of my point here is predicated on the actual drafts that I've been in with Lamar Jackson going after the guys like Kyler Murray and other guys that don't even really run the ball, like a, like a Joe Burrow and then Dak Prescott I've seen go ahead of him. Jalen Hurts, people have t- taken ahead of him. Tom Brady went ahead of him in one league. So I guess I was getting a little salty because of seeing all these guys who are great, fantastic quarterbacks in their own right, a lot of them, um, but they don't do what Lamar does with his legs. If you can add 1,000 yards, multiple touchdowns with your quarterback, which is well within Lamar Jackson's range of outcomes, there's no reason to expect him not to bounce back from last season where he was sitting around a quarterback 15 overall uh, rating. And I know some of that is due to him missing time, but he did also struggle a little bit in the actual games that he did play. Um, So it's going to be not only a staying healthy thing for him, where I know a lot of people think he can't stay healthy because of the play style he, he possesses and, and utilizes, but I don't think that's so much the case. I just think it's a combination of him staying healthy, but him also improving as a passer, which is going to be, I think a little bit of a cause for concern for a lot of people because he shipped off his, one of his favorite targets in Marquise Brown didn't really fill that void with anybody significant. So really it's going to be the Rashad Bateman and uh, Mark Andrews show. And I maybe Isaiah likely he's looked great in preseason too, but um, Lamar Jackson needs to have a bounce back season without as many weapons as we've seen him with in the past. So I know that's causing people some concern. I think for me, I said in here, what I say, a top five quarterback, I'll bump that mm. to top three just to make sure I'm making him beat his current Ooh. ADP at four. His ADP is four now. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, four is right around where I'd have him personally, but I'm still high on Lamar Jackson. I still think he has that upside and he's a talent. <laughs> he is a talent. That is true. We did this pod a week too late because before you got on, me and Dick were going over like rankings. Like, well, if this pod was a week ago, all this stuff makes a lot more sense. Yeah, uh, yep. somewhat. Um, but. Well, hey, talk about talent. I'll jump into my player. And that's DJ Shark. Um, so right now, let me grab this up. Um, bu- 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 bu. DJ Shark is currently at wide receiver 59. Um, too bad it wasn't 10 spots below and he was at 69. That would have been great for a little bit. Joe. Been awesome, but yes. We're, nice. we're sitting, I mean, he's, he's near, you know, adjacent players is like Julio, you know, into my wheelchair Jones and, um, you know, a bunch of tight ends and Joku faint. Right. So, I mean, this guy, this, this guy is talent. I, I personally think, right. He was drafted back in 2000, um, 2018 in the second round. Right. That's, that's great pedigree. And then, you know, he, he, he really just had like a kind of a, a just normal rookie season, really not much to produce, but I mean, his second year with Jacksonville with a bum quarterback, you know, just not a good system. He put up a thousand yards. I mean, this guy balls out, um, you know, he had a fantastic year in 2019, 2022, he, you know, he felt fell, fell short of that, like, you know, thousand yard uh, mark, but I mean, he was still targeted heavily. And I actually just looked this up too. And I mean, he played 17 games in that stretch, but he also, I looked up, he had so many games where he actually exited. So he had about four, four or five games where he actually exited. And if he had that same production in those games where he wasn't hurt, I mean, he would have probably surpassed his, the year before. 
So, I mean, given, you know, what we saw last year out of him, again, I, I think anybody who was on Jacksonville, who is even semi-talented, I mean, Jesus Christ, James uh, James Robinson, right? Um, even a guy like that who, you know, lit up the world, um, uh, just became absolute trash in that, um, in, in, in that system. So, I think, you know, completely just wiping away that 2021 campaign and, um, and, and looking towards the future, I think DJ Shark is, is going to be a huge, huge, huge value um, because he's going to another system where there, you know, there isn't a ton of talent. I mean, there's definitely, I think, emerging talent, um, but you have a better, more competent passer, I think, and, you know, an, an proven system. Um, and I think a lot of, um, you know, a, a lot of people who are supporting cast around him, that'll, that'll definitely help him emerge. And I think he's going to be back to form and I, I could, I could, definitely see him getting back to, you know, that 700 yards to 800 yards um, in, in a season uh, type of player, you know? So I, I think DJ Chark would be a, um, you know, phenomenal. I mean, player. huge thing is Jameson Williams is out for four weeks. Yeah. He's in the pub. Right. So, I mean, at that point, boom, he's gone. Chark's yep. easy to two there to start the season. Exactly. And I mean, you have St. Brown who, you know, had a great stretch at the end of the year, but you know, it's still like, you know, let's, let's see you do it again. We need to see that. And, and if he does great, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, I, I do like St. Brown a lot, but I, I mean, I think DJ Shark has shown what he did in the past and, and that's why it's a bounce back. Right. Because I think that he can bounce back from, you know, just a real complete shit ball season, at just like uncharacteristically low. So I think that, um, yeah, I actually fully believe that that shark is going to have a much, much, much better yeah, season going on. Yeah, I mean, no matter how you slice it, Jared Goff's a better quarterback than Blake Bortles, whether you like him or not. No, yeah. There's much argument to be made there. So, Or Trevor he, Lawrence last year, you know? Right. He, <laughs> like, he's arguably playing with the best quarterback of his career. All he's got to do is stay healthy. I mean, that's yeah. what it boils down to. Yep. Yep. And the opportunity will be there. Even with St. Brown, I mean, there's a limit to what a 5'8 slot receiver can do for you. I mean, right. DJ right. Shark works a completely different body type or works with a completely different body type in a completely different role. So 100%. I like that pick. I like that pick a lot. Yep. Um, Scott, you want to take us into our breakouts? Yes. Heck yeah. Dickey be part of this as well. Trey Lance is my breakout. Um, <laughs> I think Dickey likes Trey Lance even more than I do. Uh, wait, I don't know if you can see it. But, uh, oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, my 12-year-old jersey from China over there. <laughs> oh, is, is it the large that we that yeah, we yeah, yeah. Mac Jones jersey it's too? Hang, it's hanging right there on my wood rack because uh, I can't wear it. I bought yeah. it. I love Trey. And, well, uh, well, it came five months later when it was too late. Yeah. But yeah, Trey yeah. Lance, I mean, um, I'll pull those ADP as we speak, but look at Jalen Hurts last season. He's at 13, if that helps you. That, 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 does help okay thank you so trey lance last season i think we can all agree i know tsf as a whole we know that he's not a great nfl quarterback and the more this the the summer went on and on we're like crap like we had him as like what like as a qb like 18 is gonna suck they were kind of like oh my god like there's no way jalen hurts finishes outside of the top 12 so eventually we got him at you know qb 12 and boom, he's like, what, QB6 or 7 on the year. If he can do that, Trey Lance can easily do that. Trey Lance is a second overall pick. They traded three first-round picks to get him. The talent is far better than than Jalen Hurts. Plus, he does what Jalen Hurts does the best. is He, he can he's run for 1,000 yards in college. Will he run for 1,000 yards in the NFL? Probably not. He's no Mike Vick. 
but 700 yeah. to, to 800 yards, sure. Yep. Six plus touchdowns just on the ground. While you have Debo Samuel, Ayuk, and Kittle to throw to and Elijah Mitchell in the backfield, like he doesn't have to throw it that deep. <clears throat> he has these guys that can throw two yard little dumps to that can take it to, to the house. Like we saw Jimmy Garoppolo make this team fantastic last year. I think Garoppolo might be better NFL quarterback this this season for San Fran than Lance, but it's it's the Lance show. They drafted the guy to be it. I haven't ranked outside the top twelve. I don't know why. I think he's going to be a top a, a top ten quarterback. Well, part of our rankings were limited by the Jimmy Garoppolo presence, True. and yeah. now it's leaking out that Garoppolo might just be flat out released, not even traded. So. Well, um, I, that, Jesus. I yeah, I just, well, just no one today. wants to take the contract. But I mean, if if I'm the Niners, I'd trade him for yeah, for nothing, a fifth, and eat ninety yeah. percent of it just to get a pick. I mean, yep. get well, a pick and save a couple bucks, you know. But, yeah, yeah. So so that, that that definitely helps you. So the confidence in Trey Lance because yeah. there were some questions to say, you know, is Jimmy if his shoulder's good or his elbow and everything on his arm good? Can he still play? Can Trey Lance take another year holding the clipboard? Holding the tablet, whatever. It's it's not going to be. It's Trey Lance show already. Yeah. Plus, so plus he's got an absolute arm. Yeah, yep. absolute arm. If he needs, if he can to translate. I think. Yeah, I I think I love that pick. Yep. All right. I mean, he could really be like a Josh Allen type if he if he plays it right. So, um, I'll move on. I don't want to make too many bold statements right now. Save that for bold uh, for hot takes of the season or whatever we do. We do bold something. I don't know. doesn't matter. My breakout of the year is Travis Etienne. We already talked about one Jag. We're going to talk about another. You guys can deal with it. Um, he misses the entire rookie season with the Liz Frank injury. That sucks. But he's coming back. And the important thing to note is even with him coming back, people are still a little bit hesitant on him because James Robinson has all these reports that he's back, he's fully healthy, and he's taking snaps with the first team. You can also say – We've never seen him on an NFL field. You can say he wasn't drafted by this coaching staff. You can say he isn't a three-down back. He's got the former stud guy that was a three-down back breathing down his neck and honestly filling the role quite admirably. All that being said, uh, Etienne is just such a versatile talent that there's no way the Jags are going to look at him and not get him involved, whether it's running the ball, whether it's receiving out of the slot, whether it's flexed out, whether it's special teams, no matter what it is, he is going to be involved in this offense. And when you're looking at where you can draft him still, and I'm not, I'm talking about redraft for this one mostly, because I'd say in dynasty, he's probably still going as a premier talent top, you know, top couple rounds, but in redraft, he's falling down boards. And if you can grab him a lot later, there's no reason he can't finish the season as a high end RB two. And I mean, just outside that RB one range. Now the flip side to that, and I'll admit is that his range of outcomes is, is wide. He could be uh, okay. probably RB6, or he could be RB, I think I said 56 earlier when we were talking about this, and I still believe that. Mm-hmm. I just personally believe he trends much, much closer to that top-tier RB2 territory. And that's not even a knock on James Robinson, who I also like. I just think the two can really coexist and, and kind of play a foil to one another for the entire season, which I think they're going to need in order to succeed as an offense. Yeah. I actually, I, yeah, I, I think I agree with that. I mean, I think they're going to, I think they're going to be fun to watch. Yeah, I hope so. And I mean, there is the, the very important part to note that he's reuniting with his college quarterback in Trevor Lawrence. I mean, 
there's a rapport already in place. So if he gets in trouble, which he will, as we saw last year, he might just look for ETN because it's a familiar face. I'd love to actually see some deeper stats on, you know, like a college connection. Cause I, I, I don't know from stuff that I feel like I've seen, like it, it makes a difference, right? I mean, you're talking about rapport. Yeah. Dwayne Haskins and Terry McLaurin. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> Kobe Andrew Luck. Highways and stuff. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh... um, so, all right. Um, my next breakout and um, don't want to seem to droll. I don't know if you guys hate quarterbacks, but I'm saying Justin Fields. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very big on kind of, uh, you know, is trusting that talent. Right. And, and Justin Fields coming out of college, he was the most, pro- you know, actually the most prolific quarterback out of Ohio state. Um, you know, he, b- before he declared uh, he had won a national championship with them, you know, he brought his team, you know, he's just a proven winner. Right. And he was brought into the bears franchise. Um, I believe he was 12th overall, but you know, really good draft pedig- pedigree, but then under Nagy, it was, yeah, Nagy's offense. Um, it was absolutely atrocious. They drafted him to sit him though. He was the future. So it was just like, it was just a toxic relationship from the start where they decided to, to start Nick Foles. And it was this whole entire dramatic, you know, thing that unfolded the whole entire season. He was never given that uh, full vote of confidence. And so now under this brand new regime, um, you know, they, they clearly want to keep him. Um, they clearly didn't really build stuff around him. Um, but uh, I, you know, it seems like they definitely trust in him. And I think they're kind of, you know, they're letting him, you know, the vote of confidence. I think they're, they're, they're going to be giving him that and letting him do what he can do. I think they're still probably going to try to be, well, try try to be one of like the, you know, the worst probably teams um, in the NFL. But I, I think from a, from a fantasy perspective, I think we're going to see way more heightened production from him um, where he's able to just let loose and, and, and really just, you know, zing the ball down the field like what he does and also use his legs to really get, um us as fantasy players uh, a lot of points i mean just at the end of the last season you know he was averaging with the exception of one of the second to last games um you know he was averaging around 18 points a game so i mean you know that's pretty good out of a out of a you know quarterback in his rookie season um you know who's still just trying to get his you know his 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 legs underneath him so i i think justin fields would be um my breakout candidate because I, i can see you know, a whole lot more out of this guy, um, you know, given, given the fact that he is a talented player and, um, you know, it may not have the best weapons around him, but I think he can definitely put together uh, a lot of uh, fantasy points with his legs and, you know, maybe a few touchdowns. Hey, they have the worst team in the league. <laughs> yeah. They're going to they have worst. to throw it. Yeah. They have to throw They're They're, they're going to be down all the time. Run or throw. It's all on him. Yeah. I think they'll, they're shooting for the the bottom, but I can see the Bears like bouncing back. I mean, real good with him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not record wise, but yeah. Um, all right, let's go to the bust. My bust of the year is Antonio Gibson. Now it's kind of too obvious. Again, I I wrote this a long time ago. <laughs> back when he was like RB, like mid RB two, like RB eighteen. I have to see when I got him. Um, but I I've never been huge on him coming out of college sure he's had great fantasy years mainly because of the touchdowns he's been getting i don't like 11 touchdowns his rookie year 12 or 11 t- t- touchdowns last year too but he just never impressed me a lot coming out of college not a huge fan of him like you can't go for 
five yards in his your rookie year and get 11 touchdowns. That's Damon Harris esque. Again, I don't, I don't like that guy either, but, um, <laughs> he has six lost fumbles in his first two years. He put eight of those on the ground. He lost six of them. Preseason week one, his second carry, lost fumble. What do they do? They benched him for Brian Robinson. Not a huge deal. Preseason, whatever. You, you, you get the rookie in there. And he's working with the second team. Again, take this guy be, before that. Again, not crazy. You, you, you want to get the rookie and the other guys with the first team just in case something happens to Gibson. And then he goes on the punt team. Now he's working with special teams now. That is a horrific sign, I think, for a, a RB1 the last two years in fantasy. I just don't think he's the RB they want there. Um, again, I wouldn't be surprised if he's traded or cut, to, to be honest. I, I don't think they really want him, want to use him. They have J.D. McKissick. He's the passing back. Brian Robinson's built as a, a first down back. So I don't know where Gibson fits in the offense. Again, I think they should just put him out as a as, as a slot receiver like he was in college, but it doesn't sound like they're going to. Um, again, I think it's too, too obvious now, but he's not going to finish in the top 30 running backs this year, and he's going before that. So quick question, because this is something where, like you said, it was written a while ago. Like I got him in our two-quarterback format, which is essentially super flex. I got him at... Uh, eight, nine, right? So we're talking late eighth round. Um, That's fine to get him, but where do you you take him on that? Is that something where, you know, are you still saying, I, you know, Hey, I don't want this guy, you know? Yes. For, for me, I'll look at anyone around that as, as a receiver or a chase Edmonds kind of guy before I take into Gibson. Okay. I would be happy with that though. I mean, I'm I'm not as down on as AG as a lot of people are. Um, I'd still take yeah. him in a lot of formats, but I you can't argue with anything Scott's saying. I think Scott is backing his belief up with facts and stats and points. I'm yeah. backing my belief up on faith from last year, which has been misguided millions of times to millions of people across fantasy football. Is uh, looking at the past and not what have you done for me lately? So it just depends on where you want to pin your hopes. Um, it also just, sucks too. That again, if he finished outside of the RB twenty, I would hit. But now it has to be thirty. Yeah, because because his when I picked him, he was like RB like eighteen, I think. ADP yeah. net, net. Now it's like crap. <laughs> so and and I I don't want to derail the segment, but I, I I do have something that I I felt like was a gripe today when I was listening to you know other podcasts and just you know kind of do my due diligence and. How much do you guys feel like when we listen to all this, you know, watch preseason, listen to all the news articles, beat writers, all that bullshit? Like, I don't know, for percentage wise, how much do you really think that that's like, you know, is is the gospel, right? So we're hearing, oh, you know, oh, he's lined up on the punt team and this and that and the other thing. And we're all as like spectators are sitting here and saying to ourselves, oh, yep, Gibson's out of a job. He's out of a job, blah, blah. But then the season starts and he's just, you know, back to normal doing his own thing you know like how yeah, much you know you know who also worked you know who also works with the punt team tyreek hill 
all the fucking time. That's that's my point is that like <laughs> yeah. I think that you know what do you what do you what are your guys' take you know on Great. this as being you know in fantasy for a long time and, and hearing all the preseason stuff and we all get really hyped up because we're really excited and we want to like act well, on. We're also in the best we can. Dynasty like, too. We're just like yeah. oh I got that guy. No, but no. even redraft right? Like what is your guys' takes on when you when you when you when you hear this stuff and you know how much of a how much of it is a noise and how much of it is actually like there's complete. so much of it is noise, I but. Think so. Mm-hmm. To be the guy that's sifting through all of it and then picking out the nuggets that are true is the hard part. You have to have that one beat writer you trust. And, you know, outside of New England, I don't have those guys. You know, I don't follow enough guys that track the Washington Commanders every daily moves to tell you, like, oh, this guy missed and this guy was right. A great site for it, honestly, Reddit. Check it out because you have yeah. the guys from all those websites. They're like, this guy is 65% accurate on his little nuggets of information. So check that out. If you can get a guy who turns out to be a reliable source, that's a guy that you'd like to trust more often. But no matter who you are, whether you are the most clued in beat reporter that there's ever been, you're not on the sideline. And you don't hear the coach say, hey, Antonio Gibson, why don't you go uh, show these guys how a punt's actually caught? Because the first three guys were fucking it up. You don't know that he's not using it as a teaching point. And then, you know, the beat writer sees him out there and says, hey, let's freak out about it. So, yeah, I mean, take everything with a little healthy uh, uh, skepticism. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, I, I, I mean, yeah, I, and I agree. I mean, I made those points, I guess, because those points are out there. Right. Well, yeah, I that pick, being said, the truth starts somewhere. I picked them yeah. as a bus before that because I, I, I just, in my, I'm just. Oh, I think as a bus where you were. It was yeah. Feeling that, like I said, McKissick, Robinson, fits that scheme more but now it's oh it's a punt team of course piece of bus it's easy no I, that's not why he's my bus my right. bus is because of what i see drafting robinson bringing back mckissick carson wentz doesn't if he's gonna pass he's one of the worst quarterbacks to pass to the running backs so Aaron even patterson still there Right. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, it wasn't a challenge at that. I, I agree with your boss, and even yeah, like, but, but I was, that, it was more kind of a sidebar, and it just it, it no. I mean, the, about that. take everything with a grain of salt in preseason. Yep. Huge Go grain ahead, of salt. Yeah, I saw I just the other day. Um, the the guy, <clears throat> even when you start talking about stats, uh, the guy who led the league in preseason perceptions last year was Tutu Atwell. And then he did not have a catch in the regular season. So that's one of those situations where even the stats lie. That's well, not he even was in a the beat writer. I are in week one, but yeah, yep. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's keep plugging along here. So my bust of the year, we kind of touched on this at the top um, ever so slightly, but my bust is Brees Hall. And again, this is strictly ADP. This is not my argument being that Brees Hall is not a good running back because I think he is a good running back. He's just in a bad situation in New York with the Jets. It's just not a spot where I think he's going to thrive. We already mentioned he's limited by the existence of Michael Carter. Michael Carter had a great year last year. I mean, it wasn't a dominant year, but it showed a lot of, a lot of promise to the point where a lot of people were even surprised the jets would look at a running back, despite how good Brees Hall is. You add to that equation that Makai Becton is done for the season, or at least for a long time with his knee injury. And you've taken an absolute mauler of a tackle off the field that you can now no longer run behind you know, throw quick passes behind. You can't run a screen with him out in front of you, you know, clearing you a path. So you add those two things together alone, the limiting factor of Michael Carter and the absence of uh, an elite tackle on your offensive line. And I think that you have a very, very dicey 
running back situation in front of you. And based on where he's being drafted, I saw him go 101 in a dynasty league. And I was like, you, do you know what you're doing people like JT's two years older? Okay. But he's a hundred times better in a better situation that we've already seen him play in. Like my best case scenario for Brees Hall is he probably finishes as an RB three. If you have him projected as an RB one, you're wrong. If you have him projected as an RB two, you're probably wrong. I think uh, running back three, four, Brees Hall and Michael Carter is where they both finish. And based on their ADPs, you're taking a huge bust if if you go ahead and grab him. I would much, much, much rather take all, I don't know, anybody else on the board at that point. Maybe there's a handful of guys I would avoid, but you can find better situations. And I think for years we've said it, and I think it's starting to kind of turn the corner, so I don't want to keep bashing them too hard but I'm still at a point where I'm not buying jets like ugh, almost across the board. You know, there's a couple guys that are there that are a little bit more intriguing than they have been in years past, but across the board, the jets have not proven to be a factory that's churning out viable fantasy products to this point. You know, Elijah Moore probably flirted with it last year and maybe with him and Zach Wilson, they can get there, but I don't think Brees Hall comes in and immediately dominates the NFL to the point where you're like, I got an RB one out of the jets. Is, uh, I don't think that happens. I don't know if that ever happens. Definitely not this year. Cool. Yeah. Fuck you, Breesaw. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sure he's a really nice guy. I think he's my first RB or second RB. I don't know. Whatever. <clears throat> In that league. Um. So, anyways, <laughs> um, my bus. And again, this is this is definitely on the scope of um ADP is Mike Williams. Um, you know, I, I think I've never been a Mike Williams guy, but I also am just kind of looking at the stats right here, right? So when I'm when I'm talking about this and I'm talking about wide receivers, right? So Mike Williams is the number two on his team. Um, I still I don't know, I'd argue to the death that Keenan Allen is still number one there. He still has one or two more years of production left. Keenan Allen is a fantastic wide receiver. I, I Mike Williams is a great wide receiver, but again, he's the number two. The adjacent wide receivers that you could still have after him while maybe taking in lieu of Mike Williams, who is going right around, you know, the late third, if in a 12 team, he's going about 308. If we're talking about rankings, you could still get, you could grab a, a running back like Cam Akers, or you can grab a running back. I mean, Montgomery, not, you know, like JK Dobbs, you can grab any of these type of guys, um, you know, ahead of him and then soak up any type of wide receiver after that, like guys like, who are going behind him are Sutton, Deontay Johnson, Jalen Waddle, uh, Terry McLaurin, um, you know, really DK Metcalf, who's almost a full round behind him. I mean, we're talking, there's, there's a lot of talent. I think that you can grab um, instead of, instead of reaching a little bit, I think reaching on Mike Williams kind of early. I mean, Mike Williams, I mean, he lit the world. I mean, he lit fantasy on fire last year when he, when he, you know, he put up, I mean, it was, uh, let's see. So week three and week five, he put up nearly 30 points. Huge. Right. But then he had a, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, six games, five games, five games in a row where he had almost less than six points a game. This is a guy that you trusted that you thought was a wide receiver one, et cetera. And he just completely like shit the bed. Um, Mike Williams, I think is, and I mentioned this way earlier in the show, but I think he is phenomenal best ball, but I still don't trust him to put up consistent numbers for you in a redraft league 
on a week to week basis. I still don't, I just don't think he's that type of player. Um, he's definitely more of that kind of deep threat. He can, you know, definitely manhandle and, and, and get up and get that ball. I just don't see them kind of changing away from, you know, who he is as that wide receiver. I think I would much rather, um, you know, like I said, the adjacent uh, players of, you know, Sutton, Johnson, Waddle, McLaurin, um, you know, in lieu of, 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 of Williams, uh, if, if I'm going to go there, but I'd rather go running back and then you can wait a little bit and, you know, maybe get DK Metcalf in the next round. So Mike Williams, my bust at that uh, ADP. Heck yeah. Bold. Yeah. And if you, if you own Mike Williams, I'm sure you're a lot more susceptible to agree with Dickie last year because he did, he, he screwed you towards the end. Yeah. It's too I bad. I think, Tom, yeah. I think Tom, uh, founding member of top shelf, I think, or, you know, one of the founding people, I think he's, he's a big Mike Williams fan. And I, I would love to have it out with him. On <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't. Yeah. All but right. I'll just ADP. I, you know, Mike Williams, he's fine, but I'm just saying at the three Oh eight, I'm taking someone else. Yes. All right. I think that's the important thing to keep harping back or, or keep yeah. going back to it's is don't ADP. Like right. don't do not not like like don't draft these guys. No, yeah, draft right. these guys at the right spot. Like in right. Gibson, yeah, sure. You got them at round like the, nine, ten. Sure, that that's probably the right round to get them. And the argument always morphs into with with people who don't realize that we're talking fantasy football and ADP and, and value and yada yada. Is there morphs into them saying, Well, you think Mike Williams sucks? No, I think he's a fantastic no. football player. I'd love but to have But there's also him. 80 That's wide receiver sad. threes. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's looking like, at the value around you, how you can structure your team better by yeah. maybe just passing on this guy who may be kind of boomer bust and then grabbing a guy who can be more consistent and then another guy who's more consistent, right? Like, right. That's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. All right. Darth Rose. The best part. <laughs> Got to get an audio clip of that. <laughs> you just have it right there. There you Play go. It's good. Yeah. All right. Um. So mine is uh Kyron Williams is a dart throw. Who? Kyron Williams. Oh, his foot's broken. It's not my. Is it really? Well, it was at the beginning of the season. Uh, all right. Yeah. So, so I'm going to change mine to Terrace Martin. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Kyron Williams. No, the, he's rook- back. He's the rookie running back for the Rams. I'll make this short because it's a dart throw. <laughs> K-Makers and Henderson are dealing with soft tissue injuries already in his preseason. They're the two most injury-prone running backs probably in the entire league. They both can't handle a full workload. If they try to, they're going to get hurt. Boom. Kyron Williams midseason. Let's go. Wow, that was short and sweet. Um, I will I mean, belabor yes. my dart throw <laughs> point for many, many hours here. Um, my dart throw is Terrace Marshall, wide receiver, Carolina. So, you know, hand to God, hand up. I admit I was wrong on him last year. I said he was the best shot in that draft class to produce a new Justin Jefferson. That's my bad. I was wrong. I missed on that horribly. He was barely on the field, didn't do anything. But this year he's got Baker Mayfield playing quarterback in Carolina. I think he has a ton of upside. He's still with the same coaching staff that drafted him in the first place. He had now has a full camp. He is going to have a lot of time to still work with Baker and get on the same page. If you need a Hail Mary at the end of the draft, you can do a lot worse than Terrace Marshall. But one of the things I wanted to mention is his ADP is currently, and I checked this just to be sure, wide receiver 90, which puts him at pick 288 overall. So that's an undrafted player in any 12-team league. Um, 
Do Kendrick we clarify, Bourne. Though, we're talking when we're talking dart throw. Are we talking like yes. draft them? Or are we talking about you know hey keep an eye on them on your waiver wire? I mean, mostly the the latter, but if okay. you were just like absolute scraping the bottom of the barrel, you, you're like, I don't know, I'm pretty drunk. It's round 16 or 17. Who gets I don't shit? really know who to, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to wrap this up. I'll pick somebody else up at, okay. at, you know, a week later. I'd stash Terrace Marshall, but I was going to make the, the point though. Kendrick Bourne is wide receiver 100, pick 294. So somehow Kendrick Bourne is 10 spots after Terrace Marshall. Is he really? Just, so it just goes back <laughs> to Kendrick Bourne is criminally disrespected. Draft the fucking guy. You can win your league you if you draft Ter- uh, Kendrick Bourne. And, and I, I don't, never oh, no, no, no. Love. Me and Dows should get jerseys. Because, like, you should. I had him. I, will. I have him on any, every dynasty league. The one, with the one league I don't, I traded him to Dows because Dows wasn't that bad. And it worked out. Worked I mean, why did you three in the season? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let me get to my riveting one Denzel Mims. Wait. Yep. Uh, because I was just gonna say, I'm like, I would never draft Denzel Mims, but I would say keep this guy on your watch list. I mean, he might be after week one, week two. I I could definitely see him. I could definitely see him coming back to form, or not even come back to form, but coming, you know, coming through with his talent. Right again, second draft, uh, second round draft pick from Jets. Um, this was before the 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 Wilson era. But, you know, in last year's uh, offseason, he, like, got hit with crazy food poisoning and literally, I forget, like, there was actually, I looked this up, he dropped uh, 20 pounds because of food poisoning. So if you're trying to compete, trying to be, you know, the next gain, garnish that next level of of of, of your talents in the NFL and, and that happens to you, like, you're going to probably fucking suck like he just anyways he just that that all kind of came to fruition for him and you know i mean look so i think kind of wipe away last season the talent was there second round draft cap i think that mims can probably try to catapult himself up on that uh you know in that wide receiver core and and possibly be that wide receiver three behind um, elijah moore and, and garrett wilson i think he could totally overtake those guys um just by you know again talent alone so i'm a big talent guy but uh, I'd say Denzel Mims, keep him on your radar. Um, let's see what he does. You think he overtakes Corey Davis's role? I don't. Yeah, I think Corey Davis is dead. Dies. Ooh. Oh. I, I think. I could. I, I could. That's I too hot. I think no, Corey I, Davis. I, I actually is really do like throw. Corey Davis a lot. I think he's like criminally underrated. Underrated. I think, yeah. I think. Uh, I don't think both of them will produce. I think one of them will. But I decided to go with the Mims route just because of kind of younger and. Definitely a hotter uh, take. I think was there. So, but actually, yeah, I don't know. I, I just want Mims. I'm more of a Mims guy, but I, I think Corey Davis is also fantastic. But if I'm to pick the two, I'll go Mims. All right. <laughs> and then I'll just do Craig's uh, Quadra Olsen. Ooh. He loves Quadra He's, he's so been much. doing it for years. Um, I mean, hey, he's still on the same team. They like the guy. Who knows? There's not there's not a lot of talent there for the RB position, so yeah. it could hit. Okay, I guess <laughs> is it that the podcast? That's the podcast, baby. All right, so um, listener league. I think there's three or four spots left. We got a lot of entries, a lot of people that just signed up last week. So again, topshelffantasy.com. Sign into our site, register. And pretty much, you'll have a shot right to get into the the league. And Dows, what do they win, dude? The best gifts that we ever give 
to anybody. Signed jerseys, Kenneth Walker, and Ricky Williams. So at worst, we're only ruining one career this year. The Kenny Galladay curse was very real. We've killed that man. He is done. But T. Higgins had a great year last year. So the curse is not as powerful as we thought it was, thankfully. Um, Kenneth Walker hopefully comes and smashes it. The curse will break officially. But we can't ruin Ricky Williams. That'll be signed jersey. Wait, you already cursed him. He has a fucking, he has, he has a, he has a Hey, not yet. <laughs> you already cursed him. But either hey, way, he's um, two jerseys, bunch of swag, TSF swag, uh, glassware, stickers we'll probably have again. We always send out a bunch of stuff that we accumulate throughout the season. No, it was a hernia. Um, just, That's even worse. Never all right, mind. All right, come on. Hey, let, let right, me talk. <laughs> Kenneth Walker's hernia is fine. He's going to be back in two weeks. Rip yeah. the leak apart. Rashad Penny will be dead by then. Nope. Um, yeah, so that, I mean that's pretty much it. Bunch of swag like that. Go ahead though, sign up on the website. We need you to sign up on the website. We've got tips and tricks and pro game changers or whatever the hell I called the article coming your way. But that's only going to be for subscribed members. It's free. Doesn't cost you anything. We're not annoying in your emails. We don't sell your info to uh, you know anybody because nobody will buy it. If they would, we'll talk about it. We'll let you know though. <laughs> Just kidding, kind of. Um, but no, seriously, sign up on the website because we're going to start doing some stuff that's kind of not behind a paywall, but behind a wall, a subscription wall, which is free. It is. All right, Dickie, thank you so much. Pleasure to be here. Tosh also, fantasy? we will give oh, away mustache yeah. rides from Dickie. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. that is correct. <laughs> that, you is actually, yep, that is the last. Yep, that is the, that's, that's a subscription wall. Yeah, you that's, get, that's behind yeah. That's, If you're not you subscribed. You get this mustache right in your inbox. <laughs> we just lost yeah. three, three subscribers just now. It's, it's, it's crazy. All right, for all of us at Top Shelf Fantasy, Dickie Dow's me. Cheers, Mike. Thank you so much. Stay fluid. Stay loose. Top Shelf Fantasy. Stay fluid. Stay Thank you.